0: Welcome to the Human Capital Innovations Podcast. In this HCI podcast episode, I talk with Tommy Breedlove about leading others with courage, conviction, and passion. Tommy Breedlove, welcome to the Human Capital Innovations Podcast. John, it's an honor and I'm grateful to be here, my brother. Yeah, it's great to be with you. I'm super excited. This has uh, been rescheduled and we are talking in the pre-interview uh, we had to reschedule because you lost your voice. And I didn't know the reason why I just figured you, you got sick or something. And it turns out you were at the national championship football game uh, and got to see Georgia win and screamed your head off, apparently. So
1: <laughs> it wasn't just me, it was, uh you know, 40,000 or 50,000 of our good UGA Georgia Bulldog friends. And it had been 42 years, we finally won a national championship. And even just as importantly, we finally learned how to beat the University of Alabama. So <laughs> <laughs> but it was a really special moment and I lost it for a couple of days. And when you use your voice for a living, so thank you for your flexibility and forgiveness, but it was for a really good cause. <laughs> that
0: is. And I I'm not, you know, particularly a Georgia fan, um, but I Why love, to, but I love, but I love to see Alabama lose. So, <laughs> so anytime any team can beat Alabama, I'm I'm clapping. So you know
1: it's so funny. We in the Georgia area have been very blessed this year that the Atlanta Braves and the Georgia Bulldogs both won championships. And in both situations, no one was rooting for the Astros against the Atlanta Braves, and no one was rooting, unless the Astros fans, no one was rooting for Alabama. They were rooting for Georgia. So we had the country behind us. So I think that's why we actually won both of them. (laughs) Yeah,
0: yeah, awesome. Well, I'm super excited to have a nice conversation with you today. We're going to be exploring leadership uh, and leading others with courage, conviction, and passion. As we get started, I wanted to share Tommy's bio with everybody. Tommy Breedlove is the Wall Street Journal and USA Today bestselling author of the book legendary and the founder of the legendary life movement a movement that empowers driven people to be pros in leadership business mindset and their relationships tommy challenges high achievers to stop chasing the ghost of more and when and lean into the legendary key, uh, leaders spouses and humans they were born to be as a premier leadership business relationships and mindset coach who is regularly featured uh, a keynote speaker at global events, Tommy started his 20 year corporate career at one of the largest financial consulting firms in the world, and eventually became a shareholder, the international practice leader and a member of the board of directors for one of the largest public accounting and financial firms in the southeast US. And I could go on and on Tommy, wonderful <laughs> career and background. Anything else though you would like to highlight or to, uh, mention to listeners before we dive on in?
1: Uh, that was very good. And that, that was a thorough bio. So thank you for that, man. Let's lean in and give them the work. Let's give them what they want, brother. I'm ready to rock.
0: Okay. Awesome. Awesome. So leadership is a passion of yours, clearly. Uh, it's a passion of mine as well. And speaking on leadership is, is always a, a lot of fun and you can have really great conversations with people. Uh, and I think most people who are in leadership roles, they want to know how to do better. They want to know how to be good for their team. Uh, but getting from talking about it, getting from thinking about it in the abstract to actual practice can be really challenging for most people. The the most well-intended person uh, who has all the ideas in their head of what they want to do, translating that into practice can be very challenging, Uh, and so as we talk today, we're going to talk both in the abstract form. We're going to talk about some big ideas, and we're going to talk about uh, things that hopefully will get people excited, Uh, but I also, you know, for listeners, uh, invite you to think about specific things you can uh, take away from this that you can apply today in your teams. because I think uh, leadership is one of those um, areas where we can constantly be growing constantly developing. It doesn't matter if you've been a senior executive for thirty years or you're just a new supervisor of a small team of three people, you know you you have a chance to learn and grow and lean into this. Um, So I'm excited to talk about this, both from a conceptual standpoint, but also from a practical and application related standpoint. Let's start with uh, the idea of courage, conviction, and passion in leadership. Why are those elements so important in your mind?
1: So I'll start with this just to tell a quick joke. If you're a senior executive and you've been in leadership for 30 years, you probably need to listen to this the most you're drinking your own kool-aid ask me that's that question again brother so i can <laughs> hey <laughs> that is i've been there by the way that was me and yeah. it took a real slap in the face to get it back so ask your question one more time brother so i make sure i answer it specifically
0: yeah and i'll just reiterate what you just said that's a very good point point. and again regardless of intention i think many leaders tend to over time the more experienced you are the more you tend to get surrounded um, by people who think similarly to you, you get surrounded by suck ups and sycophants. And, and, and pretty soon, if you're not proactively trying to get out of your bubble, you can drink your own Kool-Aid. And then you don't Indeed. even re- you don't know what you don't know. And you, and you have big blind spots. So that, that is a really important point to, to double click on and, and uh, hone in on. Um, so the question was courage, conviction, passion. Why are those so essential as we're trying to develop ourselves as
1: leaders? So courage, conviction, passion, to me, the number one attribute that people want in their leaders, whether you're a leader at home, leader in business, leader in life, or leader of a community or an organization is confidence. And all of those attributes you just said comes down to confidence. And the number one issue with us as leaders, and I'm talking to myself here, is self-awareness. Know thyself. So let's start with confidence, which is your current condition, passion. There's two ways to develop confidence. So confidence is a two-way street. One is by doing the reps and working the craft. Whatever you do, whatever your craft is, is it leadership? Is it people? Is it golf? Is it cooking? Whatever your craft is, is it IT? Is it operations, finance, or leadership? You have to work that craft every day. And the greats work their craft every day, but they also have coaches and an inner circle and board members who help them with their blind spots, who help them reprove. You look at the great athletes, musicians, and executives, and including yours truly. I'm in the coaching and executive business and I have a coach. I'm in the mastermind business and I'm in a mastermind because I want to continue sharpening my pencil, continuing seeing the blind spots, and continuing to be held accountable to be a little bit better than I was yesterday. So confidence, the first part of confidence is about doing the reps and working with others to help make you better. And to constantly be reading and improving and growing in that craft. Here's the hard part. Number two, part of confidence is cultivating your self-esteem. Because the hardest thing to lead is ourselves. So how are we going to get respect if we don't respect ourselves? How are we going to lead others if we don't lead ourselves? How are we going to walk the walk if we don't feel the same way or we're not walking? We're just talking the talk and not walking the walk. And here's the, here's the woo-woo part that's so true, I almost used Dirt's word there, that's so true with all of us, is how if people going to love you if you don't love yourself? That's the hard part. I'm being very, very honest. And so what I talk about is one of the things we haven't done well in society is how to build emotional strength, mental strength, self-awareness strength, and financial strength. Chances are, if you're listening to this, you work pretty hard on the financial side, so we won't go there. But for me, Your emotional and mental muscles, self-confidence muscles, self-respect muscles, leading yourself muscles, and self-love muscles, we have to cultivate them and we got to work out on them. So every single day, are you cultivating your self-esteem? Because we see all these examples of people that are world-class in their craft, executives, musicians, athletes, entertainers, but don't cultivate their self-esteem, self-respect, self-love, and they're good at their crafts, and then tragedy happens in their lives. That's because they didn't do the second part of confidence, So for me, you have to work every single day on being emotionally strong, mentally strong, if it's important to you, spiritually strong, to regain your power, to stand in your own self-esteem, not arrogance. Arrogance is loud and insecure, but truly being confident, secure, making very hard decisions that aren't popular. But in order to do that, you've got to do the inner work every day on yourself and to lead yourself so that you can lead others. And I'll stop there because I'm sure there's a lot of questions on that.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's excellent. And I, I like one one of the things you were saying there right at the end that I think is really important to, to emphasize is confidence. I, I think of it in terms of confident, calm, um, a quiet confidence. If I'm really secure in myself and I'm confident, I don't need the bluster. I don't need to puff out my chest and you know, my feathers like a peacock, because I'm confident in my abilities, I'm confident in my relationships. And I don't need faux confidence, right. And so when I see that kind of faux confidence, and it's pretty easy to observe, you know, <laughs> you, you, you you know, that that person is dealing with insecurities. Now, we all have insecurities, we're all vulnerable, flawed people. And so I don't necessarily fault somebody for, you know, having insecurities and feeling like they have to, to, uh, pretend, you know, fake it till they make it or pretend until they can figure it out. What I, what I would suggest though, to those people or anyone listening, if you find yourself doing this is is, like you said, spend some time with some critical self-reflection and try to understand where you're coming from and why you feel that way. Why are you feeling vulnerable or insecure in that area of your life? And you may be super, Confident in other areas, but in that particular area, for whatever reason, you're you're lacking confidence. Why and what can you do uh, to to reconnect with that and and to move forward in a more positive way? And when you do that, you know you'll you'll stop the bluster. People will start to trust you more. Um, they'll see you as genuine and authentic. And lo and behold, your relations your relationships will improve, and people
1: will follow you more because they trust you more. Amen, man. I could have said that better myself, John. And it goes back to um, whatever area you're struggling in, in your life, if it's leadership, insecurity, fear, worry, finance, um, first of all, you have to know that you're not alone because you said it best. I mean, we all have our insecurities, our blind spots, our struggles, our pasts. Um, go find the nearest mirror. Here's the truth. It is both the problem and the solution. So I want to say that again. It doesn't matter if you're a CEO of listen to Steve Jobs' final speeches. They are full with regret. They are full of life tips because of the chase of win and more. So the first thing I want to tell everybody, no matter what you're, you're struggling with in leadership or life, is you're not alone. Second of all, know that look in the mirror. That's the problem and solution. Third, we'll go back to the number one issue in leadership to bring it back is self-awareness. Know thyself. Where are your blind spots? Where do you need to work? If you're judging others or you're struggling with perfectionism or control, I'm checking all the boxes. By the way, I love what I do. I get to talk in the mirror all day and say, Tommy, are you hearing this? Um, Because I'm the leader of multiple organizations in this group. And so I'm constantly working on my EQ. I'm constantly working on self-growth field. I'm constantly working with others on improving, knowing my blind spots, my weaknesses, and my strengths. I'm also outsourcing around me to help have people around me. So the key again is we have to cultivate confidence by doing the reps. We've got to cultivate self-esteem loving ourselves, respecting ourselves, getting on the abundant side of life, getting out of that anger, worry, perfectionism, rage, fear, gossip, judgment, and getting into courage, confidence, presence, quiet, calm, leadership, truly leading.
0: Check out our new weekly LinkedIn newsletter, Alchemizing Human Capital, exploring industry trends via original research and interviews with executives and thought leaders from across the globe. We look forward to having you join us. Bluer Than Indigo Leadership, the journey of becoming a truly remarkable leader.
1: So, it requires daily work. It requires the help of others. And it it requires, honestly, to have more positive inputs in our eyes and ears than negative inputs in our eyes and ears. Because if we're constantly reading the news or looking on social media or watching poisonous TV or hanging out with negative people, that's going in our eyes and ears. We're going to be poisonous and we're not going to be able to lead effectively. So, we got to take out the negatives and add positives in. Again, coaching, podcasts, great books. Uh, join a mastermind. Hang out with positive, loving, net-giving people. It's really a simple thing, but the key is that we don't do. We got the paradigm wrong. We say our families are the most important. Nonsense. If you're listening to this, it's probably nonsense. Probably business is number one to you. Where do you spend all your time? I'm talking to myself. But again, you can spend the majority of your time in business. It's about quality over quantity. But make sure the quality with your family. So we got to switch the paradigm. It can't be business, family, us. It's got to start with us because how are we going to lead others if we don't lead ourselves? How are we going to respect others? If we you know, how do we expect greatness out of others if we're not great? And the only way to be great is to work on your physical muscles, your mind muscles, your emotional muscles, your leadership muscles, your spiritual muscles, and your relationship muscles. Because there's muscles. If you don't work on those first, you atrophy and you become weak. If you don't think we're spiritually and emotionally weak, look at the news and look at social media. So that that should be our priority, leading yourself first. Number two concentrate on your friends, family and network. Your network is your net worth. Your friends are your net worth. Your family is your net worth. Those are the people you surround yourself. Those are your board members. Those are the people that you cultivate. Those are the people that are going to send you business and love you and help you to be leader. And number three, if you do one and two right, the profits, success, all the stuff we look for, money, power, status, respect, that will come. But we have to shift the paradigm from business first to us first. So I'll get off my soapbox now.
0: Yeah, yeah, and and I like how you frame that those things will come. There's 100%. nothing wrong. There's nothing wrong with, with making money. There's nothing wrong with some fame and, and some success. And there's nothing the status, wrong with, it's all good status. All of that gives you opportunity to help more people. Um, and as long as you don't drink your own Kool-Aid and like get all, uh, caught up in your own ego, uh, then it, it, you leverage success gets more success. Right. And so it's, it can be a really great thing, but like you said, we, we focus on that. That's the outcome, right? That's not the initial focus. So we, we focus first on relationships. We focus first on, uh, we prioritize, you know, our values focus first on relationships, our family, our friends, our coworkers, um, and, and personal success, personal, uh, alignment. When we do that, Naturally, over time, we will have success, we will build meaningful relationships, we'll have great teams who will be successful. And, and then that we can leverage that into more opportunity. And so let's focus on what's most important first, the outcomes then will come eventually. And, and I I really like that perspective that we can, uh, uh, Keep our focus where it needs to be. Um, something I else. I agree say- with more.
1: I want to okay, add on to that ahead. if you don't mind. Please. please. Um, and I'm a money leadership and success is important guy. Um, and for, I love what T. Harvecker says. If someone says money's not important, run from them because they're broke. However, here's the truth if you are an insecure, arrogant, judgmental, rageful, fear based, wealthy person, you're, that's going to magnify all that for the world to see. And all they're going to see is insecurity and darkness. If you want to make impact, be significant, live life with purpose, and really want to make a difference in your people, your family, this world, and your business, money will magnify that from the rooftops. But again, it goes back to leading yourself first, so that you're, you're on the positive side of money success and power because we know what the negative side of money success and power actually looks like we've seen it on steroids in our politics for the last 12 years yeah, and yeah. in business so i wanted to i want to clarify that because money's important status is important power is important but it will magnify your internal compass for the world to see and just kind of keep that in mind
0: yeah yeah well said and something else you said a few minutes ago i, I I couldn't help but self-reflect. So I had an experience. I'm going to get a little vulnerable here for a minute and and admit admit, uh, a flaw. So I write a lot. uh, I speak a lot. You know, I do things like this, this podcast. And I had an article come out in Forbes, I don't know, a month ago or something like that. And uh, it it was about gaslighting and uh, avoiding and counteracting gaslighting in the workplace. Uh, And it's something I feel very passionate about. And you know, I observe it a lot. I, 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 people don't necessarily always do it on purpose, but it it's pretty pervasive and, and lots of leaders fall into the trap of gaslighting their people. Um, sometimes even thinking that they're helping them in some way because Correct. they're trying to, trying to spin things in a positive light. And so I wrote this article. I, you know, I felt good about it. I was getting positive feedback from it. And I noticed my wife, uh, she was kind of quiet for a couple of days. And, and, it, you know, that could be anything like she's having, Concerns with her work or whatever. Well, a couple of days go by, and then she, you know, at night we're getting ready to go to bed, and she's like, John, I, I need to talk to you." It really bothered me that you you had that article um, on gaslighting. When this is what happened in our relationship just a couple of weeks ago, and I feel like you're completely gaslighting me. And I'm like, "Oh my gosh, <laughs> it cer- certainly wasn't my intention." Um, and we had a nice conversation. Uh, she she explained you know, where she was coming from, how, how the whole thing laid out for her. And, you know, all I could do is say, well, thank you for sharing. I'm sorry. You know, how can we do better? How can I do better? And it was a good conversation and it only would happen if I have someone in my life who trusts me and I trust her and, and she feels safe enough to come to me with that. And even then it took a couple of days of her kind of trying to, I think, work up the courage to say something. Absolutely. Um, And so do we have people like that in our lives? Do we have a spouse, other family members, loved ones? Do we have friends? Do we have uh, trusted confidants and colleagues at work? Uh, Your personal board of directors who can call you on your own crap, call you on your own uh, missteps and make sure that you're aware so that you don't have these blind spots that can really derail you.
1: Do you want me to give you my educated? Now, this is an educated opinion based on a lot of data for doing this for a living is we are all guilty as charged. First of all, thank you for your courage, honesty, and vulnerability. That was amazing. Best podcast ever. But here's the truth. One of our goals needs to be this. And this is a leadership. So if you're a husband or wife or have a family, or you have a significant other that's very, very important to you, we are not always the same people behind closed doors that we are in public, in our writings, in our, including this guy talking right here. You know, I'm in the pleasure that I get to talk in the mirror all day long and say, Tommy, are you listening to yourself? Because you're not doing any of that. But one of our goals needs to be, are we the same people behind closed doors? Are we leading our families, our significant others, our friends, or are we shaming, guilting and fearing them? Because it's convenient, easy. We take them for granted. Sometimes we're all guilty of it, all of us, some of us more than others. But again, self-awareness. Being able to communicate, like you said, having people and friends and a band board, and hopefully your significant other who will call you on your crap in a loving, compassionate way, because it just makes us better. And we're all guilty of it. We all, all, all to some degree. And we all just need to work on it, be aware of it, communicate on it, honor it. And man, how beautiful is that. I guarantee you, I've probably gaslighted my wife two times in the last two weeks and don't even not even aware of it. Not even aware of it. So it's easy to see it in others, but it's hard to see it in ourselves. But if we have a if we have the right people around us who call us out on it, we can only get better. So thank you for that, brother. And that is talk about leadership. We should just drop the mic there, man, because that's honest.
0: <laughs> well, well, thank you. And and yeah, you know, we're all flawed and and I'm all for. Cultivating self-awareness and try to have good intentions, uh, but also recognize that regardless of your intentions, it's it's your behaviors that matter. And so e- even though you know I, I felt terrible. I even though I it was certainly not my intention, you know clearly it it was harmful. and and so I have to own up to that, and then I have to try to correct it as best I can. Uh, and too often leaders are j- just don't have the courage to face that. They get insecure, they get defensive. Um, and rather than listening and, and, and recognizing an opportunity for growth, they instead tend to either put up a wall or lash out or, you know, something like that, that again, just, uh, you know, shines a light on their insecurity. So know
1: thyself.
0: (laughs) That's right. Well, Tommy, it has been a real pleasure. I note the time, and I'm going to have to let you go here in just a minute, but before we close, I just wanted to Give you a chance to share with the listeners how they can connect with you, find out more about
1: your work, and then give us a final word on the topic for today. Yeah, John, uh, thank you for that. If you want to learn a little bit more about what I'm doing, please check out our book, um, Legendary. It is a Wall Street Journal and USA Today bestseller. It is on leading yourself so that you can lead others better. It is a true leadership book in so many different ways. Um, if you're not a reader, no worries, I will read it to you because it's on audible and it's also an electronic or a computer will read it to you, but check it out. You'll, I think you will only benefit from it. So many of us ambitious driven folks have read it and gotten so much out of it. So just thank you for everyone for that. If you are interested in joining us for the leadership le- legendary life movement, we hold leadership entrepreneur and executive retreats, conferences, experiences. We run a mastermind and we also do group and one-on-one coaching if you're looking for those blind spots or how to be a better leader or how to be more successful or how to make more money, but also to have a better mindset and relationships, we're just as important as the other two. Come check us out. We'd love to have you, men and women. Um, we're super excited about all the programs. And, you know, we've got a facility in the mountains that's just beautiful where people come and they lean in to be better than they were yesterday. So thank you for letting me share that, John. But at a minimum, check out the book and we'll give John a link. And there's all sorts of free goodies and resources and chapters in the book. If you want to check it out first, we'll give him a link, click on that link, and we'll give you all the free goodies and free chapters so that you can kind of get a taste of who and what we are, man. And this has been awesome, brother. Maybe may be one of the best. I do about 10 of these uh, a month. And just your authenticity and leading yourself, brother, kudos to you, man. This has been an, it's been an honor for me.
0: Well, thank you, Tommy. It has been a pleasure for me as well. It's been a lot of fun. I've had a great conversation and uh, you're welcome back anytime. So uh, as, as we wrap up though, I just want to encourage listeners to reach out, get connected, find out more about what Tommy can do for you, check out his book. And as always, I hope everyone can stay healthy and safe. That you can find meaning and purpose at work each and every day. And I hope you all have a great week.